0: featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game, and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down, I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work. And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you apply to the empowered secure loved program you get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve and spots once again are super limited so make sure you apply you can find the link in my Instagram bio my Instagram handle's dr morgan coaching And the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. Hello, welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan. I hope you're doing well. I am doing fantastic. This has just been such an incredible season for me. So much good stuff happening um lots of collaborations and friendships and just a ton of travel right now and I'm just so grateful to be where I am at and I'm going to get into this a bit in the episode but now more than ever I am reaping the benefits of having a securely attached partner and having that kind of relationship because Every day, more and more, my, my eyes are open to the emotional stability, the support, the secure base that comes with a securely attached relationship, and how it's transformed basically every area of my life. Whether it's my career, obviously, helping as many women as possible in their relationships, my friendships, my family life, even my financial life. Every area in my life is made better because of my decision to learn how to show up securely attached and have that kind of relationship with my partner. It has it has changed my life for the better. And obviously, it all started with my decision to heal and then once again, now more than ever, I'm experiencing the benefits of that kind of partnership and just how life changing it is. So I'm showing up with a ton of gratitude today, y'all. And I'm saying y'all because I just got back from Nashville. And you, you just you have to say y'all when you're there. So, um, And I feel like I say that anyways, those of you that listen to the show, you're like, yeah, you've always said y'all where did I get that? Is it the time I spent in Texas? There was a brief year and a half I spent in Texas as a child. Is it from listening to Brene Brown and Rachel Hollis so much that I just picked up saying y'all? I don't know, but I've been saying it for a while. So we'll just, we'll keep it up. Okay. Let's go. Let's get into this episode. There's a lot I want to cover I want to do an attachment theory review, like an in-depth we're going to review, but we're not going to just do the logical, this is what the theory says. I am going to help you apply it to your life. And this will be easy to understand and will make an impact for you. Like if you were trying to explain it to a friend, or maybe you're trying to explain it to the person you're dating, you might try. Okay. Um, but if you were trying to explain it to them, you'd be able to do it in a way that even they would understand it. So I just want to help you with that. Like what's the language? How do we apply it to our relationships? What are the thoughts, behaviors, definitions of each attachment style so that you can understand it on an even deeper level. And even if you have been a listener since day one, by the way, thank you. I appreciate it. But even if you've heard me talk about attachment theory before, this is still going to benefit you because we're just going to do a really deep review here. And repetition is so important for us to be able to really internalize things, understand things. We need to hear them a lot. I know there's research on this where it's it's even like seven to nine times or even more times in some studies that you need to hear things over and over to really internalize them. So basically, even if you've heard it before, this is going to be beneficial to you. I'm super excited to get into it. Before we start the deep dive on attachment theory, I just want to invite you to come hang out with me those of you who know me know that I don't do this very often. I do this maybe two, three times a year. Last time I did this was in January and y'all it's almost May. So (laughs) really don't want you to miss this. I am hosting a one day live event. This is experiential in nature meaning that you will come and participate, but it's not just going to be you sitting back and learning. You're going to be actually experiencing change on this event with me. And I am calling it Sexy, Secure, Magnetic. It's Time to Become Ready for Love. That title just felt right to me because as we step into the summer and wherever you are in your life, I, I want you to be able to feel into that truth of, hey, it's time. Stop wasting time in dead-end relationships. Stop playing the same old games again and again, right? Get, being on the roller coaster. I want you to get off of the dating roller coaster. It is time for you to become ready for real, healthy, securely attached love. So sexy, secure, magnetic. It's happening May 18th. So we got a little time here, but I want you to reserve your spot. Last time I did this, we opened it up and the spots were gone within about 10 days. And we do have 200, but last time that filled up super quick. So make sure you grab yours. I don't want you to miss out. This is going to be, once again, experiential. It's an experience. And I'm going to help you start to embody your securely attached self. You'll be learning how to let go of old relationship belief systems. And I'll help you begin to rewire a healthy belief system. I'm going to teach you some of the secrets to secure attachment so that you can embody that securely attached version of you. And I'm going to talk this, this event, I'm going to really hone in on how do we pick the right person? Because I'm noticing a theme, I get a lot of questions, obviously, all the time. And lately, it's been, but how do I know if they're the right person? How do I, when I'm dating, how do I use discernment and pick the right partner? So I'm going to spend time on that to help you confidently pick your emotionally available ideal partnership so that you're no longer wasting your time with unavailable. I want to say idiots. Can I say idiots? It's my podcast. I can't. They're they're not idiots. But you know, I like to laugh. I like to use humor. So I just don't want you wasting your time with the wrong people. And in this masterclass, I'm going to help you learn how to use discernment and and make those decisions that are best for you when you're dating as you're showing up as that securely attached version of yourself. So if you know that your dating life needs a makeover for summer and you need to learn how to show up as that securely attached you, I want to personally invite you to come hang out with me for this live event. Once again, May 18th, and the link will be in the show notes. So check out the show notes, grab the link, and grab your spot before they're gone. All right. Can't wait to see you there. Let's get into the show. So attachment theory was developed in the 1950s. It started with John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth. They were looking at parent-child relationships. They were exploring how the infants were able to get their needs met and how they began to learn about relationships. And one of the things that they understood very well that I want to make sure that you all understand is that connection is crucial for survival. We need connection the same way that we need air, food, and water, so I want you to just think about any time that you feel like you did something "quote unquote crazy" for love. And maybe you were really hard on yourself about it. Like maybe you did send that person 18 text messages or maybe you did completely shut them out and and maybe you ghosted somebody and you just couldn't handle it, right? Like whatever you've done in the past that maybe you judged yourself for I want you to just have compassion and realize that you were just doing your best to survive, that that's what you learned to do for survival. And that connection and having relationships and being able to feel like we're safe in relationships, that's part of survival. This is your, your air Water, food level of survival, right? So I want you to just have compassion for yourself, right? So Mary were John Bowlby, they knew this, and they ran studies with baby monkeys and their mothers. And what they found is the baby monkeys, when they were separated from their mothers, they preferred a terry cloth over food. Be- simply because the terry cloth reminded them of their mother. They had something that allowed them to still feel the connection even though the mom wasn't physically present. They picked that over food. So once again, the importance of bonds, connection, right? We are we are wired to bond. We're wired to create Secure bases with others. So eventually, the research in attachment theory was then applied towards romantic relationships. And early attachment theory research for romantic relationships said that the relationship with the caregiver was the factor, like it was the factor to determine a person's attachment style, that you could know how somebody would be in their romantic relationship just based on their relationship with a caregiver. And then subsequent research and even more recent studies show that it yes, your relationship with your caregiver is important, so mom, Dad, or whoever it was that was your primary caregiver from zero to seven, yes, that relationship has a huge impact and And they also found that really significant relationships had an impact on your attachment style, so this can be very close friendships that you've had. This could be your very first boyfriend or girlfriend, your very first romantic relationship that you had. It, it later became known that yes, it's significant relationships that create your attachment style. And I hope that helps a lot of you who, you know, I, I get these questions all the time. People say, I had this amazing childhood. My parents were incredible. Why am I anxiously attached? And I get to say, well, hey, you know, you probably had other significant relationships that created some relational trauma for you. So, yeah, you can have great relationship with parents, but let's say your very first romantic relationship ended in abandonment or um, with someone who was completely overbearing or really, really involved and wanted to be so, so close to you, and it totally derailed your life, like that person who had an anxious style, if that was your first partner, then maybe you develop avoidant attachment strategies. So so we know that there's so many factors that go into your attachment style. And there's even more research now pointing towards biological predispositions. So yes, even your phys- physiology, having an impact on what kind of attachment style you develop. And I think it's it's really interesting to think about emotional regulation as a factor. So thinking about those of us that learn how to self-soothe, that learn self-soothing strategies, and those of us that learn um, soothing through expression and having other people help us soothe, if that's the only way that we learn how to soothe our emotions, guess what? Might be developing some anxious attachment. So all this to say, there's so many factors that go into your unique attachment style. And lately, I've been thinking about understanding this as a, me- a different metaphor than I've ever used before. And those of you that listen to the pod, you know, I love my metaphors, especially car metaphors for whatever reason. Um, but this one is new. And I think this might help you understand attachment theory and your attachment style on a different level. I want you to think of having a relationship tool box or a tool belt, whatever, whatever you prefer. But you've got this, you've got this tool belt, and you have these different ways of being in relationships. You have anxious attachment strategies, because remember, it's a strategy. It's a way of being to try to get connection needs met and to try to create safety. Okay, so you've got these different ways of being on your tool belt. You have got, you know, anxious attachment avoidance attachment strategies and secure attachment strategies. And all of us have the ability to use different strategies. But some of us, based on our upbringings, based on all the factors I just kind of talked about, we only know about certain ones and there are only certain strategies that feel comfortable to us. So learning how to become securely attached and show up in that healthy way in relationships is about how can you learn to grab the secure attachment drill, <laughs> I'll call it a drill, the secure attachment strategy. How can you learn to grab that the majority of the time, right? And know that it is available to you. Most people won't ever take the time to know what their unique attachment style is to gain that awareness and then they won't ever learn what it is to show up securely attached and they won't do the inner work which is changing your belief system, learning how to self-soothe, learning how to set boundaries, learning how to communicate in a securely attached way, learning how to regulate your emotions, right? Like they won't do... The internal work that supports them in choosing secure attachment. So if you've got this far in the podcast and you're listening, I know that you are someone who's at least open to doing that work. So good for you. And I want you to know it's entirely possible, no matter what your past has been, no matter where you've been at, it is entirely possible to learn to embody the securely attached version of yourself and to learn to use secure attachment strategies in relationships. Because even though there was a point where research said, no, your attachment style is your attachment style. We now know human brains have plasticity, neuroplasticity, human brains can change and grow, right? And I am evidence of someone who learned to show up with secure attachment and I have hundreds of clients who are evidence. So it's really important that you go into this kind of healing work knowing that you can change, you can heal, you can become securely attached. Okay, so now... I know this is a longer episode, but I hope you're enjoying it. We're just we're going a little deeper here. We're doing a comprehensive review. But I want to get into each style. And I want us to just look at it from that 30,000 foot view. Let's look at all the styles and let's take a really honest, honest review of ourselves as I'm talking about this. Like ask yourself, okay, Which of these do I relate to? Do I have those thoughts? Do I have those beliefs? Like, I want you to just take an honest inventory of where you're at and maybe what what do you need to work on? So I'm going to start with anxious attachment. Let's talk about it. Okay. So anxious attachment. Here's my definition. And this is someone who's anxiously attached. If they're unconscious could speak to you. This is what their unconscious would say. So here, here it is. I'd rather lose myself than lose a relationship. I have a fear of abandonment and believe I need to be on alert in order to prevent this from happening. I tend to overvalue my partner and I devalue myself. I often interpret my partner's behaviors as signs of disinterest and future abandonment. Ooh, how many of you related to that? Right? Like, and once again, that's your unconscious speaking, some of you have some awareness that you're thinking this way, but a lot of people are living their life. And they don't even realize that this is their their unconscious, right is having these thoughts. And then some of the behaviors for anxious attachment, seeks constant reassurance, exhibits protest behaviors. So this is someone who's testing to see if their partner really loves them. They might be pushing somebody away. They might be, I'm going to break up with you. you know. They might be testing, right? Because they're unconsciously, they're like, is this person going to abandon me? I need to push them and find out. Um, other things they do, difficulty expressing their needs and emotions. They'll internalize relationship failings as their fault. So when they go through a breakup, they're like listing all the things that they did wrong they might be thinking about their exes. They might also have what, what I call the relationship back burner. So even if you're in a relationship, you've got that next person in mind. And actually avoidantly attached people do this too. But you have that back burner on because abandonment's so painful, you want to numb the pain by going to somebody new really quickly. Okay. I'm just saying it like it is, okay? I know that that could be tough to hear. Um, These people devalue self. They highly value their partner. They can feel emotionally exhausted when dating. And they likely give too much in relationships. And they will have a lot of difficulty setting boundaries because they fear if they set boundaries, their person will leave. And they will overvalue closeness and intimacy because they only feel good about the relationship when the partner is present or the partner is giving them reassurance. But it's almost like they have a reassurance bucket that has holes in it. So no matter how much reassurance they get, it just slips out through the bottom. They're not actually internalizing the reassurance, right? Like, they could hear it but they're not internalizing it so the only time they feel good is when they're in those moments of intimacy reassurance deep connection i can relate to this different seasons of my life like the only time i felt good about the relationship was like if we're holding hands if we are making love if we are you know saying we love each other like those are the only moments where i could get a reprieve from the voice in my head saying this relationship's going to end this person doesn't really like you right so this is why people with anxious attachment they want that constant connection cuz it relieves the insecurity in the partnership momentarily okay some anxious attachment thoughts what if this doesn't work out am i good enough for this person does my partner actually like me How can I make my partner's life better? What if they cheat on me, leave me, hurt me? I just want to know that they care about me and need me. I know my partner doesn't love me as much as I love them. I am too much. If I express myself, they'll leave. I always sabotage everything. Why can't I do anything right? So, so self-critical. I feel like I'm losing myself in this relationship, but I don't know how to stop it. So it feels like a compulsion. And I talk about this with my clients a lot of like, hey, I understand it's a compulsion, like repetition compulsion, where you feel like you're repeating the same patterns, but you don't have control over what you're doing. And that's because that's how your brain's wired. That's how your attachment style is currently wired. So of course, you feel like you can't stop it, right? But you can, it just requires a much deeper level of rewiring and healing. So, what do you think of that? Those of you listening, did did you relate? Did you relate to anything about anxious attachment? If you did, I definitely want you to know you're not alone and remembering that this is on a continuum. So maybe 70% of the time that's where you show up and the other 30% is secure, right? Like I want you to just be open and honest about where you are at because awareness is the first step to healing. So be honest about where you are. Okay. I do want to get into avoidance attachment, and then I'm going to save disorganized attachment for my next episode because that one needs its own episode. Disorganized, AKA fearful avoidant is the combination of anxious and avoidant. So in my next episode, I'll go deep into that um but today we are going to talk about avoidant attachment and here's your unconscious if your unconscious was giving you the definition this is what it would say avoidant attachment i'm afraid i will lose myself and my independence if i allow myself to get close in a relationship i have a fear of being suffocated and believe i need to be self-sufficient in order to prevent this from happening I tend to distance myself from my partner and I spend the majority of my time investing in myself. I often interpret my partner's behaviors as signs of neediness and clinginess. I do not want my partner to depend on me. Relationships are often disappointing. If I get close to someone, I will likely let them down and disappoint them in some way. Woof you've either been this person or you've dated this person. Like we all, (laughs) we all recognize this, right? And like, I think one of the things that always bugs me is avoidant attachment gets such a bad reputation. And we have to look at it and say, Hey, y'all, it's a survival strategy. Okay, this is what this person learned to do to survive. And notice how when I was talking about survival, I said connection and safety avoidantly attached folks are focused on safety because it does not feel emotionally safe for them to be close. Intimacy does not feel safe, right? So they have to use distancing strategies in order to feel safe. Um, Let's go into avoidant attachment behaviors. Creates emotional distance through devaluing, hyper-independence, etc., Downplays their emotions and invalidates emotional experience. And, and I want to add here, a lot of avoidantly attached folks haven't learned how to go internal. They actually aren't aware of what their emotional experience is, okay? Another list of behaviors, they can invalidate their partner due to discomfort with emotions and/ or conflict. They're very likely to take things personally. Like if, if you're saying like, I'm having a bad day, they're going to think about like, well, what did, I guess I'm a bad partner. Like, I don't know what to do here. So it's easier. They're just not comfortable with validating negative emotions because they, they don't do that for themselves either. Right. Um, this person struggles to maintain closeness. They'll pull back if it feels too close they expect, they expect negative feedback from their partner. Imagine that. You're constantly expecting that you're going to let your partner down, that you're going to do something wrong, right? And you have beliefs that you're a bad partner. So of course you want to pull away, right? This avoidantly attached person avoids difficult conversations. They tend to end the relationship if it gets too close, They might engage in infidelity as a means to end the relationship or to create distance. They struggle to feel emotionally safe with themselves and with others. They hate to ask for help or depend on others for support. So that list of behaviors is pretty... Pretty explanatory. I want to go into the thoughts and then I have some other things to add. So, here's some thoughts of the avoidantly attached person. They say, I must take care of myself and not depend on others. It's best if I keep my emotions to myself. I don't want someone who depends on me. I can't be a parent to my partner. I need to make sure my needs are met and that I get to do what I want. Am I even ready for commitment? Am I settling? Is this person even good enough for me? Do I really want the responsibility of a partner? What if I let them down? I'm just bad at relationships. And then here's one of my favorites I don't know if I even want a relationship. I'll just focus on my career. How common is that, right? I'm going to do me. I'm just going to focus on my career. Okay. All right. So avoid an attachment is really important to understand because there's so many people like this in our lives and we we have to do our best to understand them. And I think if you just heard that list and you relate to it, I want to just give you so much compassion. And I want to invite anyone who related to that. I want to just invite you to start thinking about intimacy can be safe. Right Closeness can be safe. That's the mantra for you, because in your past, it proved not to be. Or if you reached for it, it simply wasn't there. these are These are oftentimes adults who, as children, experience neglect. the parents who simply weren't there for them, Like right? The saddest image to me is the baby that cries and cries and cries and the parent never comes to pick it up. So as survival for safety, right? They learned how to be independent and to not seek out comfort or seek out emotional support. However, avoidantly attached folks still want connection Their growing edge is to learn that it can be safe and that they can maintain independence while still relying on others. So if you're listening to this and you really connected with this part, it's about how can you say, of course, I can set boundaries in my relationships, right? Like, of course, I can communicate directly and still get my independence needs met while building a connection with someone else. That's a huge growing edge. Um, And then the other thing I would want you to really, really, really think about is how do I learn to get comfortable with vulnerability? Some of you listening to this just like freaked out. You're like, no, (laughs) but how do I learn to get comfortable with vulnerability that feels good to me? Right? Right. So if you're on the anxiously attached side of things, you're pretty good at being vulnerable. You use it as a way to see who's going to abandon you. Like you're really likely to overshare in the beginning because you're like, are you going to leave me if I tell you everything? So for those who are anxiously attached, it's about how do I learn how to let people earn my vulnerability? I need to intentionally invest and then for those of you that are more avoidantly attached, that really struggle with being vulnerable, it's how do I begin to be vulnerable, to do it scared, to experience those vulnerability hangovers where the next day you're like, oh my God, I cannot believe I said that. Like how do, I, how do you start practicing being vulnerable and learning that vulnerability is safe? with the right people, right? Like intentionally being vulnerable, but practicing it and allowing yourself to be supported. Okay. So much that we went into originally, I was like, we're going to get all the styles. We're not going to get all the styles. I'm going to save. We're going to go into secure attachment and disorganized attachment styles in my next episode. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out on Monday. Uh, But once again, I hope you enjoyed this review. I hope it kind of broke it down for you so you could internalize it. And I also want to make sure you don't forget about the Sexy, Secure, Magnetic live experience happening May 18th. And I don't know the next time I'm going to do this. It's going to at least be four or five months from now. So I would want you to come. It's absolutely free. You get to come have live teaching from me um, and go through experiential learning. So let's hang out. The link will be in the show notes. And then if you are like, oh my gosh, I need to become securely attached. I'm done wasting my time. Of course, you know, I want to invite you to join the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. We've had over 450 women go through this program, transform their lives. It's I took everything I knew from attachment theory research, from neuro-linguistic programming, from coaching, from clinical psychology, everything I know about having great relationships. I took it all and I put it into an experiential program where the things that you do help you do that deep inner work that's needed to move you towards secure attachment. So you're doing the healing work so that you can just show up as your securely attached self and attract that partnership that you've always wanted. Um, And of course, it changes your life in all the other ways too. So if you're just done with the roller coaster done with the games, and you're ready to learn how to be securely attached and step into that highest and best version of you. Now is the time. The link to apply to our program is in the show notes as well. It's also in my Instagram bio at Dr. Morgan coaching on Instagram. And I would love, love, love to coach you inside of the program. All right. I appreciate you. Of course, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you.